Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Influence. Hey, Joss. Hi, Jen. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? You know, I always say I'm good, but I've been better. That's where I'm at right now. Like, just like, you know, not 100%. Well, Joss, you know what? That's okay. It's First of all, it's okay to not be 100%. But in the meantime, Joss is feeling well, and we're going to podcast, or well enough to podcast, let's say. Um, and we want to talk about something pretty fun. And we have a great guest on to help us talk about this. So, Joss, why don't you tell our listeners a bit about today's topic before we get into that? Okay. So if you haven't noticed by the title, which if you're listening to this episode and not knowing what the episode is about, like, thank you so much for just having that faith in us. Um, But we're talking about (laughs) Marvel. We're talking about Marvel today. And I am so, so excited. First off, Jen, okay, I'm a big Marvel fan. I am not as big of a fan as our guest. Um, I will be honest about that. But I am a big Marvel fan. Jen, what is your knowledge of Marvel? Great question. Okay, so I don't know if I would consider myself a big Marvel fan. It's not because I don't like the movies. It's just because I don't know as much. And like, and so Joss brought me this topic and I was like, yeah, sounds fun. Cool. Why not? And I'm doing research in preparation for this episode. And there's a lot to know. And so <laughs> our guest is nodding. We'll introduce to her in a second. Um, there's a lot to know. And I don't think I know as much. But I do appreciate the movies. And I actually, when I was doing my research, I've seen many of them. I've seen a lot more than I thought. So we wanted to talk about MCU, which is called, which is the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is the well first done, thing Jen. I learned. Thank you. Uh, first thing I learned when I started Googling everything is that it's called MCU. Um, and we're going to have a great guest to talk about MCU it's, I sound like an idiot when I keep when I keep saying that. Can I just say Marvel, or do people just say MCU? Okay, no, it's it's usually like the MCU. Um, the, oh, but okay, it's it's fine. We'll let wait. Let me. I'm gonna intro our guest so that way because I feel like she has a lot to say and is holding her tongue. She's laughing at me already, and we haven't even started. Okay, Joss, intro her. Okay. So Meredith Loftus is your run-of-the-mill fangirl who likes too many things and definitely squealed hearing the Marvel news from Hall H. She hosts her own podcast, Fangirl Forum, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud, and writes as a freelance features writer for Collider and Marvelous Geeks, while her day job consists of running the Mixable stream for Paramount. Hi, Meredith. How are you? I am so great. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here. Um, thank you so much for having me. Um, I was not laughing at you, Jen, <laughs> truly. Like, I think that it is totally okay to um, to research Marvel and to just see how large and expansive this thing has gotten, you know? And um, there is no shame and lack of knowledge on the MCU. So, like, I just want to, like, clear the air Thank there. Thank you. Um, um, there's some exciting news that has been announced at Comic-Con. Um, and Meredith, were you there for it? Jen. I was, like, just just as um, as your bio was being read, I was like, oh, my God, you were there. <laughs> Unfortunately, I was not there this year. Um, I was one of many fans on Twitter just actively uh, refreshing my timeline to see what was being announced, what was happening. Um, I have been to Comic-Con before. I have never been inside a Hall H panel, though, and that is, like, my goal one day, to be in that room. 
Um, but no, I was not there, but I was keeping up with everything as it was happening. So, okay. Phases five and six have been announced. We're going to have to get into this because we could talk about this for truly two hours and we, we don't have a lot of time. But five, eight, phases five and six were announced, which, um, you know, for people who don't know, Mar- M- Meredith, why don't you explain what that means? Because I'm not going to pretend. Like- <laughs> yeah, you go. You go ahead and explain what that means. Sure. sure. So uh, since the dawn of the MCU, uh, Marvel Studios has announced that their slate of movies are come in different phases um, to tell a different story, like to have a connective story and ultimately having so far it has been three phases that make up an entire saga of uh, the MCU. So the first 10 years of Marvel was the Infinity Saga. Uh, that started with Iron Man in 2008, and now it has concluded with Spider-Man Far From Home after the events of Infinity War and Endgame. So now uh, what was really exciting at uh, Marvel's Hall H presentation is that Feige announced that not only the lineup for Phase 5, which we're currently in Phase 4, we're almost wrapped with Phase 4, um, he announced the movies and TV series that are coming out and the overall saga that we are in. We are in the multiverse saga. So all roads that of the stories that are being told right now are heading towards Kang and Secret Wars, which was announced as the next two Avengers movies that will end phase six and end this three phase arc of a storyline. Well, well done that I could have not said it better myself. So Jen, does this mean anything to you as someone who is not as well-versed in Marvel? What is Hall H? Is that just a location? (laughs) Yes. So uh, at San Diego Comic-Con, they have different ballrooms and uh, different uh, places that uh, do their own panels where they announce different movies TV shows, uh, big uh, casting news. So a bunch of the studios like to come in and have their own presentation. And so Hall H is the largest room um, at the San Diego Convention Center. And that's where like the big stuff comes out. Jen's question has nothing to do with Marvel. That's what makes me laugh. You know what? Shut up, Joss. Sometimes I need the context. I need to like fill in where the information is coming from. I need to see big picture. Big picture, college is where the announcements happens. Um, Do I have questions about it? Um, I I, not really. No, I I I understand. Or does that does that mean anything to you as someone who hasn't seen all the movies? It does because I did I did know that Infinity War and Endgame were kind of the culmination of like ten years of stuff where everything led to this point. So that does make perfect sense to me. Maybe a question from there is like, Meredith, what from that presentation, like what assumptions can we make or like what storylines stood out to you or I guess what what was your first reaction to that announcement? I mean, it felt like it was a fire hydrant of just water of information coming out. You know, it was so overwhelming of like we're getting all of this stuff and it's leading towards Secret Wars and the Kang Dynasty, which is like 
wow, they really are thinking so far in advance. So um, that was my first reaction of like, oh my gosh, I'm still so invested. They just have all of my money at this point. And um, is Secret Wars yes. um, like comparable to Endgame where we can expect – that's like where like all – like in the comic books, it's like all of the characters are back together again, right? Yes. So that's the exciting thing about Secret Wars and the multiverse. Now that now that, that is what we are calling this saga, we can expect different characters, different versions of characters to show up at any given point. Secret Wars is a very famous storyline in Marvel Comics where um, there are two different worlds, two different universes that actually collide. And so uh, you have like a version of uh, Mr. Fantastic from Fantastic Four meets the R world's version of Mr. Fantastic or something happened to him and he died and now he's replaced this person. So like there is, uh, it means that there is so much room for different people and cameos and world stakes of like, these universes have collided. How do we untangle them? Is there untangling? What is the ramifications of this? So all of that is very exciting to me as a fan. I will say, I did see Multiverse of Madness. It was a really good movie. So now I know that is the first of the next, like, let's say, is it going to be 10 years of, like, movies and buildup? Um, because that's, I mean, if that's following what happened before, like, it was, like, 2008 to, I think it was 2019 that um, Endgame came out. So, yeah, like, 10 years of that. Do you see that being another 10 years of movies and stuff? Well, based on what was announced, um, it sounds like they do have an end game in mind, end game in mind, um, of either ending in 2025 or 2026. So this is going to be a very expedited process uh, getting to the end of the multiverse as opposed to taking 10 years we're doing this in like five to six years which um is nuts to think about but um marvel has proven that they can tell these stories that they have the fan base to back up bringing all of this out and that we are along for the ride essentially so um i think that's a really good point because there is no fandom like the marvel fandom um, definitely there are comparable fandoms, but like you said, they have built this dedicated fan base that they can really, at this point, I feel do anything and they have everyone's trust. Why do you think that Marvel has had such an influence over people? Do you think that's from the movies or do you think that was already pre-existing because there were so many loyal fans because of the comics? I definitely think there's a lot of reasons as to why Marvel is the big name that it is today. Um, prior to the MCU, uh, you had legions of comic book fans who've been waiting to see, uh, their favorite characters on screen. And they have gotten that in a lot of respects. You had the X-Men movies in 2000, you had the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies with Tobey Maguire. Like there clearly was like a fervor for seeing comic book characters on the screen. So this hasn't, 
this isn't a new phenomenon, but what has changed the game and why Marvel has been um, so influential, I think, is the way that they have found a way to serialize their movies that it feels like an event. It feels like a TV show. Like you have to watch the next movie to see how it's going to connect to this later storyline or like the mid credit scene. And like it changes the entire way that you just saw the movie that you had just watched. Like that is how they get people every single time. Um, and then also I think a key part of it is the talent that they've been able to bring on um, to the MCU that has gotten people super excited um, from heavy hitters like Robert Downey Jr. to newcomers like Amon Vellani and Miss Marvel. Like they have been consistent about bringing people who can inv inhabit this universe or multiverse at this point and with care and commitment and like shout out to their casting director sarah finn who's been there from the beginning like and john favreau because he advocated for robert downey jr to be iron man and we wouldn't have a universe if iron man didn't succeed um and with the seeds that they were planting there so i think that's a huge part of it and then what sustained it in my opinion, is that they have brought on different directors and storytellers that have been able to bring their own flavor uh, to the MCU and create variety within it while still heading towards that end goal of we're heading towards Thanos and the Infinity War, but here's James Gunn making a space opera with Guardians of the Galaxy. Here comes Ryan Coogler making Black Panther, which is a monumental story about the ramifications of colonialism. Like the way that they have brought in such talented people and have that they're able to jump in and out of each other's stories is why Marvel is so good at what they do and why it's been influential in my humble opinion. <laughs> there were so many things that you just said that I like I need to write write down, like space opera to describe Guardians of the Galaxy. I think that was amazing. But anyways, um, okay, so I have a question on that though, because so 10 years in the making from 2008 to 2019 when Endgame came out, there's been a lot of criticism that has said that Marvel's in a bit of a lull right now with some of the movies that are coming mm -hmm. out, um, like, for example, Thor, Love and Thunder, which I just saw, um, it's not being very well reviewed. A lot of people are saying it was kind of a nothing movie. It was kind of a fluff movie. Thor's character has kind of reached its end. And I know we're seeing that with a lot of, um, like, the original Avengers, you know, spoiler alert, a lot of them have been, have died. So we don't have that original Avenger kind of look anymore. And now between like 2019, obviously we had the pandemic that start right after and that pushed a lot of production of things. But there's this idea that we're now in a lull and this announcement is exciting, but what happens between now and like, let's say the earliest being next year or 2024 when that next big one's going to come out like and if you're saying this goes until 2026 they're going to have like two really busy years of really influential movies and up until then it's going to be kind of nothing so just curious what your take is on that narrative oh yeah so um phase four in my opinion has been a really interesting time in marvel's history because you have new characters that are being introduced and new aspects of the universe that are being explored. 
but they live in their own pocket stories. Um, and same with even our, our returning characters who come in. Um, it feels like right now we're in a place where phase four has not a lack. There is There hasn't been a lack of quality in storytelling, but there has been very little connection being made. Um, and very much trying to tie up loose ends from a post-endgame world. So like with Thor, he was searching for purpose in Thor Love and Thunder. I enjoyed that one quite a bit, um, but I don't love it as much as I love Thor Ragnarok. Um, but at the end, what did it necessarily do? It introduced a character who has a lot of comic book history and being involved with the Avengers, but outside of that, it was just like, here's a new person. Where are we heading towards? Even with Doctor Strange's Multiverse of Madness, I actually did not like that movie as much because I had WandaVision. WandaVision was a really great character story for a character who only had maybe 20 minutes in the MCU as a whole. And then for her to have a turn as a villain and seemingly ending her story for a bit because, spoiler alert, at the end, she's presumably dead. And she is one of the most powerful Avengers. And so there is very little, there's still loose threads there. So I definitely agree that, like, this has kind of been, like, a calmer period in Marvel. But I do think it has allowed them to kind of rebuild a little bit in the world, not leading towards anything, but saying, here are the players that we have. We're not ready to connect them yet, much to my frustration, but we see you and we're heading towards Secret Wars is now my impression of them. I I don't want to get into it because it's going to take forever, but I do want to say I also didn't like um, Multiverse of Madness because of what they did to Wanda's character. And I do know that she has the reputation in the comics to be, or like, at some point, she is a villain, but I feel like it was not um, – there was no motivation. I feel like add, add a line about Vision, like her motivation, why is she like this, that really, really upset me because I watched WandaVision. And I'm like, this does not track a different conversation for another time. But um, jumping off of the um, Phase 5 and 6 news, there was one specific trailer that was released that has everybody talking um, – it, it was emotional. It was incredible. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Um, who do you think, I do want to know, who do you think is the new Black Panther? I've seen some theories. I've seen people comment. I would love to know what your thoughts are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I am looking forward to watching Wakanda Forever and crying the entire runtime based on that trailer alone. Um, I'm and that's actually going to be the end of phase four, which what an emotional way to end it on, you know, uh, memorializing Chadwick Boseman and his loss and then preparing us for the new Black Panther because we need this character to still be around. We need this hero. And so as of now, I am very much in the camp that I think it will be Shuri who is uh, taking on the mantle of Black Panther. Um Seeing her in the lab with um, Riri Williams, who will be Ironheart, uh, a character I'm super excited about. Seeing her interactions in there, it has me thinking that it's her. However, I did see recently that people are leaning towards Okoye, and I would be so on board with Denai Guerrera 
as the Black Panther, especially her role in uh, Infinity War and Endgame and being the liaison in Endgame for Wakanda. Um, I think that she is their best warrior. I think uh, she is so dedicated to the cause and her people. Like I could also see her uh, taking on the mantle as well. Um, I do think we are getting a female Black Panther, which is very exciting. I hope so too. I think I think that's also what we're getting. I was leaning towards Shuri also. On the same topic of like what you guys think or any assumptions you might be making, curious. So. We knew that the villain was Thanos from pretty, like, like a few movies in. We knew that. Do you guys have a, I mean, it's, it might be too too soon to tell, but any, like, hunches on who might be the next, like, Thanos or, like, big villain going into um, Secret Wars? Well, we do, actually. Oh, we do. Uh, he has been introduced in um, Loki at the very end. Um his variant has been introduced, He Who Remains. And the villain who will be fully introduced in Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, which will kickstart Phase 5, is Kang the Conqueror, played by Jonathan Majors. And we know for sure that Kang is going to be around a long time because we have Avengers 5, the Kang Dynasty. And so he is also a very big Thanos-level threat. And so the fact that we have his name still coming up in a Phase 6 movie means that he is going to be around for a long time. Whatever happens to our Ant-Man family in the third movie coming out next year, I do like it's clear that Kang won't be fully defeated. He may be brought down a size or he might be brought down a size in the quantum realm. He may be regrouping, but he is around to stay and he is definitely a force to be reckoned with. I think that's actually a really fair question though, Jen, because when I was watching Loki, when Kang appeared, Jeff, my husband was like, holy shit, it's Kang. And I was like, who? Like, I, I don't know, right? But he read the comic books. He's like, he has that prior Marvel knowledge. So I feel like if you're like yourself, Meredith, who is like a true fan of Marvel, that name alone and that introduction of that character means a lot. But for someone who is just watching the movies for the sake of watching the movies, you don't know that. So there's still like that element of surprise. So I think that is a very fair question. Um, I didn't know that he posed that much of a threat. I just knew he was like a character. Um, also have to quickly ask you because realize that we're like, we've been talking for like 25 minutes um, for people. And this is like the main reason why we wanted you on. But like, let's say you do not have the privilege of watching the past 10 years of Marvel movies and TV shows, but you read, you know, that there is going to be a Fantastic Four. And now you're like, oh, interesting. Like now I want to get into it, but I don't want to watch 20 movies or I don't want to watch all of these unlimited hours of content. Meredith, for someone going into it for the first time who just wants to catch up now, what are like the basics they need to know? What movies do they need to sit down and watch? I have stared at this question. I've stared at it for a long time. It hurts me. It hurts me so much because as of now, there have been 29 movies and seven Disney Plus series. To try and whittle this down as 
concisely as possible is feels impossible. It feels like there's just so much there. And so, um, but I know there are people that are jumping into it late. I mean, my biggest recommendation, take a month every weekend, do a marathon and you'll be all caught up. Um, but you know, I, I can do a mini, a mini marathon for as of phase four right now, what are the most important stuff? And then also uh, MCU wide. And maybe you put that all together and it's more than 10 movies. I'm so sorry, but like, there's just so much stuff. Um, but so I, what I would recommend uh, if you're just getting started with the, uh, with the MCU, I would start with the Avengers um, and then watch Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one. Age of Ultron, uh, Captain American Civil War, uh, Thor Ragnarok, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and of course, Infinity War and Endgame, which are the last two Avengers movies, technically Avengers 3 and Avengers 4. Um, With Phase 4 and the multiverse and where we're at now, I'd say the key movies to watch or series as well, because we have those now, Sorry that there is an ambulance coming by. I'm so sorry. Um, we have um, WandaVision, Loki, Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings, Hawkeye, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and Miss Marvel. I think those are the key ones to watch at this point in the MCU. But I also think it really depends on what you want from the MCU. Because if you want your more cosmic stories, I would recommend different movies and shows for that. If you want your street level stories, I would recommend different things for that because we're getting a Thunderbolts movie at the end of phase five, which I say Thunderbolts, you're like, what the heck is that? A lot of those characters you would meet in your Disney Plus series uh, whereas your cosmic characters, like, they're a bit more spread out and you don't know how they interact with each other. So, like, it, there is so much. There is a multiverse. There's a pantheon of gods and cosmic structures. Like, there are no rules at this point. Uh, everyone can break the fourth wall, which She-Hulk will do literally next month in the series that she's in. It's just a lot right now. So, I hope, I hope that is helpful. You know what? It is. Because it kind of answers the question, and, and Joss 100% asked this question for me. She's like, how does Jen get caught up? <laughs> and you know what? I have seen a whole bunch of them, but I just, I, there's some like, I think I've seen Iron Man 3 and not seen 1 and 2. Don't cringe oh at me. Oh my God, so, that's such I'm a disservice to yourself, Jen. I know. I was going to say this. Iron, oh. Iron, 3 is the, Iron Man 3 is the worst one, in my opinion. I am a defender of Iron Man 3, okay? I will put my foot down and say, like, that is a very good movie. It. Does it fit into the MCU? No. I like <laughs> But it's it. great. And actually, when I was, like, looking at the list of them, um, of, like, everything up until, um, I guess, Spider-Man, or the most recent Spider-Man, I think I've seen, like, let's say, like, eight or nine of the movies, which I thought was pretty good. Um, but, but yeah, there's a lot of like contextual things. And actually Meredith, I like that you said it depends on what you want to get out of it because like as a casual Marvel movie watcher, I'm like, I want to enjoy a good movie. I want to understand the storyline, but I do think Marvel does a pretty good job of, 
you know, even if you haven't seen everything, you can go into those Avengers movies and you can probably go actually into like any of those movies and have a pretty good understanding of what's going on. There might be some things that you've missed here and there, but like, I don't think I've ever watched any of those movies and been like, I have no idea what's going on. Like, I truthfully always did to an extent, even though I have, like, I have seen some here and there, but like, I also see them like years in between, right? So I don't always remember what's happened or what what the, what, the, what was in the credits promo or whatever. So um, I think your, I think your answer was a good one. It's just basically watch all the movies, Jen, but if you don't have to, maybe, or maybe I could just start from here. How about this? What if I was like, you know what? I want to start from phase four. I've seen Multiverse of Madness okay. and I've seen Thor. Um, am I already on a good track to keep going into five and six? Oh my, you have to watch Infinity War and Endgame though. Like you I have, have no, to. No, I have, I have seen those. You actually no, have I, to watch I, I those. I have seen those. Like I've I, like I have seen okay. those. I've seen, I think I've seen all of the Avengers movies. I've seen all the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. I've seen Winter Soldier and I've seen Age of Ultron. Um, so like I'm pretty okay. well set up, I think. There's not a lot of the Disney Plus series that I've seen, but that's okay. I I, I do want to watch them and they're on they are on my list, but like am I missing out by not watching some of those? Uh, so uh, I think you've done a great job as far as the movies you've watched of the Infinity Saga to have like a a, a baseline for going into phase 4. Um I think the draw now that Disney Plus is trying to incorporate is telling longer form stories in uh, like six to nine episodes at max, uh, which WandaVision is the longest of the series. Most of these uh, Disney Plus series are only six episodes long. So like you can take an evening and watch some of them, you know? Um, So I think like, and that's where a lot of there is draw and appeal to watch on the Disney plus show. So like Loki in particular, um, Loki introduces something very intense, which is like the sacred timeline and what we view of time as we're watching these, uh, the events of this, uh, the, the Marvel universe. And so their interaction with time and then introducing and seemingly cause the events of how Kang ends ends up in our universe. Like they're finding very unique ways to interweave the series with the movies. So you have to watch in order to see like, okay, who is this big bad villain who shows up in Ant-Man 3? And why do I feel like he's been around for a lot longer? And the truth is he has. So, um, I, as of now, of what you've seen of Phase 4, I would recommend jumping into some of the uh, Disney Plus series like WandaVision, like Hawkeye, and like Loki. Um, I also do recommend Miss Marvel, which just finished, which was a lot of fun. Um, and they introduce something. Can I spoil? Like, am I allowed to? Okay, great. So they introduce the word mutant for the first time in Miss Marvel insinuating that Miss Marvel is indeed a mutant, which that is our key to start getting into the X-Men. And so that is a big Wait a minute. Deal. Wasn't, okay, this is a technical thing. Weren't they not allowed to say mutant because it was like a property owned by uh, whoever had X-Men? Yes. So here's what happened. They weren't allowed to say mutant for years because Fox owned the rights to the X-Men and the Fantastic Four. And so once Disney 
the Fox acquisition went through Disney, they could start weaving in those things. So in particular, in WandaVision, they brought Evan Peters, who played the Quicksilver in the Fox universe, to play her uh, brother, who actually Aaron Taylor Johnson, who died in Age of Ultron, which really messed with the audience because you're like, oh my gosh, we're doing mutants now. And then, just kidding, not quite yet. We couldn't even say mutant until this. So part. crazy. So we are now oh, in so this. So wait, isn't, yes. isn't Wanda, what's his name's daughter? Yes. Professor X? No, no, not Magneto. She, she no, Magneto. <sighs> she is, te- in the comics, she is Magneto's daughter. And so. Uh, Mine. Spoilers for Doctor Strange. He should, uh. Uh, Professor X shows up in Doctor Strange 2 and you think for a second we're going to get that X-Men connection. We are getting X-Men in the future. It would be so cool if we were able to still make a way for Wanda and Magneto to have those familial ties because that is so integral to her story and a lot of things that happen uh, in the comic books for her. Um, most famously, she had a breakdown in the House of M comics where she got rid of mutants completely out of the universe. So everyone's waiting for the reverse to happen where she brings all of the mutants out. So, um, yeah, like we have a lot of we have a big sandbox to play in now. So crazy. Guys, I was feeling uh, so good for a second that I like knew what was going on and that like I'm like so with it. And now I'm just like, all right, well, then. Well, that's what this podcast episode's for, right? Yeah. And for anyone listening who doesn't know anything about Marvel. Yeah, and I want to say, too, as a fan, and, you know, I do know a lot because I'm very enthusiastic and I want to learn more um, about these characters that I love, that I do my – I try and look up this research, but I typically just watch the movies and the TV shows. I did not grow up reading the comics. Um But I want to say for anybody who feels overwhelmed or like feels like they're out of their league with this, it's okay. You don't need to have this knowledge of the MCU to be considered a fan. You just have to enjoy what they're giving you. And if you like it, great. You're a fan. If you don't like it, that's okay. The MCU isn't asking you to come in with like 50 years of comics knowledge. It's asking you to come in and buy into a universe where they do the impossible, there are impossible odds, and yet they play it uh, seriously. You know, like what would happen if this was in our world? And it is usually a really fun ride to just be a part of it. So that was beautiful. That um, was beautiful. Marvel, hire Meredith. Honestly. <laughs> so write poems for you about how great the MCU is. Just make sure no, you call truly. it the MCU. I know that. <laughs> Um, uh, well, this hire me so I can get on my Justin Hammer campaign to bring him back from Iron Man 2 in a future project. That's what I heard it here first. There we go. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, this was this was so so great. I mean, we already knew this going into it. We could talk about Marvel for truly two hours. I feel like there is so much that we have not touched. We might need to do a part two. Um, we just scratched the surface here, folks. Um, but Jen, I feel like we should we should get into what's influencing us, right? Did yeah, I miss anything? No, no, no. Uh, let's, let's do it. What's, let's what's influencing us. Jo- Joss, do you want to go first? 
Yes. Um, so, uh, okay. This week, what's influencing me is, you know what? I did not time this to this episode, um, but I have been watching The Boys, and I don't know if Okay, Meredith has an... (laughs) I love the boys! So if anyone does not know what the boys is, um, my husband convinced me to watch the show. Um, I binge-watched it in like a week, which is a lot. It is essentially like, what if the Avengers existed, but they were like shitty, horrible people? Like this feels like a real-life version of like, what happens if you gave normal people on this earth superpowers um and like what are the repercussions of that it is so fucking good it is dark it is violent it is it's a lot of things that marvel is not but if you enjoy superheroes i highly highly recommend all you have to do is watch the pilot and you know what you're getting into um so yes i recommend that uh jen what's influencing you this week Okay, so um, I had a couple things, but I'm actually going to say this one because it's relevant to what we're talking about today. So, okay, so the MCU, I'm trying to get into it, slash I'm, like, working my way into it, as you guys have heard throughout this podcast. Like, I'm, I think I know a good amount to be a starting point. But my boyfriend Chris loves it. And so, like, I've seen Thor and I've seen um multiverse of madness because of him because he wants to go see them and i'm like yeah sure why not so he's also just got me into watching the mandalorian for the first time and i just have so much fun watching it because grogu is just the cutest thing that's ever existed and i and i have to say i don't understand why people don't dress their newborn babies as grogu because i think it's adorable so that. <laughs> Joss's face is just the, like, that's no, not where I thought that was going. No, I, I, you know what's funny? Meredith is a huge Star Wars fan as well. So that's actually really funny that you say that. Um, she's probably like internally freaking out. I'm sure you have thoughts, Meredith. So one of my best friends, uh, she uh, just gave birth to her daughter. And one of the gifts that I have oh given God. her is a dress with Grogu. I thought you yes. were going to say she uh, named her daughter Grogu. <laughs> Also acceptable. No, also acceptable. No, 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 no. <laughs> Actually, she is one of my friends who watched Star Wars for the first time during her pregnancy. And so I got to watch some of the Star Wars movies with her and kind Aww. of explain things as they happen, which was a lot of fun. Um, I love The Mandalorian. Um, so I'm so excited for you that you have been watching that and Joss watching the boys. Like, when I got COVID, I started watching The Boys and was it's, able to catch up all the way through to so season good. three. And I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm halfway so through season good. three, so no spoilies. But, um, Jen, I actually did want to ask you, have, are you a Star Wars fan? Like, have you watched Star, Star We've never talked about this. We've never talked about this. Um, I, let's say it's similar to Marvel, is that I've seen them and I appreciate them. Um, I don't think I've seen as many as I would have liked to. But I do think the like the whole story and the setup is very very cool. Um, I also love that like Disney remastered a whole bunch of them and put them on Disney Plus, and they just look phenomenal. So um, yeah, I would say like I'm similar to Marvel is that I've seen a whole bunch and I do like them. I think if I were to watch them with like more of this like eye as to what I'm looking for and how the story is connecting, whatever else, I might like them a bit better. But yeah, I I, I would say I mean- I'm a fan. Yeah. I'm going to pitch um, 
a Star Wars episode, and then Meredith can be our guest expert. Oh my god, on she's Star dying. Wars. Are you okay, Meredith? <laughs> I nothing would give me a great greater pleasure than to come on and talk about Star Wars. Okay, with great. We'll, so Meredith, we'll see you then. We'll, what is currently influencing you? Is it Star Wars? <laughs> It's not Star Wars, though. I do love the newest show that just came out, uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, which is uh, phenomenal. Um, As somebody who didn't love the prequels but likes the story of the prequels, to have Ewan McGregor come back was just brilliant. I absolutely love that show. Um, But actually, what's influencing me this week, um, I just... uh, published an article today on Marvelous Geeks um, about Stranger Things, about uh, the new season and two characters who are on the show, um, Eddie Munson and Chrissy Cunningham, and why they could have been potentially the greatest couple on Stranger Things. And yes, yes, someone needed to say it. I'm so excited. I'm going to read this article after. Yes, so it is out, and so I've been watching a lot of their scenes over and over again. I've been reading fanfic. I've been trying to get the words perfectly to, like, put all of the emotion into it, and it's out, and a lot of people on Twitter so far have given me a lot of love on it, so I'm very, um, I feel really good, so uh, that's been the main thing from this week that um has been a lot of fun so yeah give it a read we'll link it in the podcast description as well um so people can 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 click on it and read it because that sounds super cool yeah oh Mm -hmm. amazing well meredith thank you so so much for joining us um i also fun fact my first ever podcast that I did, I was a guest on Meredith's podcast. So now this is very full circle. Um, so I'm very, very yeah. happy to have you. Um, and I had fun. Thank you so much. We had I fun. learned a Jen, lot. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. yeah. Joss is, is speaking for herself. I, I had fun too. <laughs> Good. I And speaking for myself, I had such a fun time uh, chatting with y'all. Nothing gives me pleasure like talking about the things that i enjoy which happens to be the mcu star wars stranger things all of the nerd things so uh this is this has been delightful remember guys the mcu don't get that mistake mistaken anyways thank you guys so much for listening as always um and we'll catch you guys next week bye thank you for listening to this episode of influence as always, please find us on Instagram and TikTok at InfluenceThePod and leave us a podcast review on your favorite podcasting platform. See you next week.